0: This is Randy Lawson, and you're listening to the Three Count podcast Welcome, everybody to another great edition of the Three Count podcast now entering the ring. I am your host Clifford Red Dog Miller. I would say Chaz would be here, but uh we we're recording this on July eighth, and Chaz just had his son so Josh and I would like to throw a huge congratulations to him, and we're excited for you, Chaz. So bless up on being a dad. Um, with that being said, though, let's go down the roster. He is the king of Naps, and you know him as the one, the only, JJ. Give it up for Napster. Woohoo! New catchphrase.
1: Did all like, right. no, I'm going back to the old one. I like to thank the sidewalks for keeping me off the street. Dangerous times out here. We got a Revolutionary War Part
0: 2 going on. So make sure you guys are locked and loaded. Chitty, chitty, bang. Murder everything. That's all for me.
2: Hey. So,
0: this is Now Entering the Ring, which means we have a special guest for you. That special guest, you saw him just a little bit ago playing with Johnny Cage. Must be his favorite Mortal Kombat character. We will find out. So, what are you it, talking it, uh, about? It's me. Man, it's the Jeremy Groves. It, the legend, the guy who says he's got the greatest devil horns in all of wrestling, Miles
2: Millennium. Hey, guys, it's me. I'm Showtime Jeremy Grimes. Ha-ha, ha I made it, guys. I told you I'd be here before 730. I tricked you. Ha-ha. What's up, y'all? Thanks for having me on. Smiles, Miles, yes, man. We are so hyped to
0: get you on the show, man. Thank you for spending some time with us.
2: Yeah, man, I'm uh, sorry it took forever because I'm just terrible at managing my time. So I apologize. Thank you for being patient with me. I'm glad to be here. Hopefully we have a banging show for everybody, so
0: <laughs> So
2: <laughs> So I
0: met you I met you at uh SIG and Compound. We we're out there training a couple times, man. Actually, JJ, if you want to know, this is the man who taught me how to do the front hand spring over the top
2: rope. Oh. That was me oh okay yeah but i didn't really teach him i just told him to do a front handspring on the ropes (laughs) and he basically did it so i don't really i mean i'll take credit for it if you want to give it to me so
0: i i have already put you over man you are the the trainer of the front handspring over the top rope
2: (laughs) (laughs) so i should just take credit when it's given right
0: (laughs) right so we have a few questions for you, man. And then we also have the 10 count questions that come in right after that. So the first question that we have to ask is, who
2: is Miles Millennium? Uh, Miles Millennium is kind of, well, he's, I don't know, he's kind of, I, don't, I would say he's evolved, but he hasn't really. Miles Millennium kind of just uh, was something that started as uh, something that was like different from, I, I guess, what like a normal wrestler was like somebody that was like disinterested in actually like wrestling and would rather just like, I don't know, like just like clown the other person. Like I wanted to, when I first started, I wanted to show how good I was. and kind of like embarrassed people because like I was this new kid just coming in and just like, I don't know. I wanted to show all the vets that like, yeah, you might've been doing this for a while, but like the newer generation of kids coming in now can easily smoke you in a second. So Miles started as kind of, like, an arrogant, like, brash, cocky young kid, and then he's, now he's kind of evolved into this kind of, like, uh, I would say, like, cool, he's, like, cool, calm, collected, he just tries to keep everything, like, copacetic and shit like that, so, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's hard to describe Miles, because it's kind of, like, just an extension of me and who I am, Is just kind of, like, what you see is what you get, and uh, I I don't know I do have a lot of trouble trying to describe Miles, but that's why I always say you gotta you gotta see me to believe it. So
0: <laughs> bet man. So next question for you, man, is like who's been like one of your biggest inspirations in the ring?
2: Uh, our trainer Nick Sickend, of course. <laughs> so we've had we've actually had him on the show. I gotta be
0: honest, man. We um we had hyena hex on the show a while ago. Yeah and yeah. Uh, we could not stop talking about your guys' match.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Fourth of July. Yeah, man. It was like one of the best. Um uh-huh. and I can't I can't I, I gotta keep saying this because uh Richie Fingers has been on the show and he put over your guys' match and cause you know, Hayes has put your guys' match match over, like we we can't stop talking about your guys' uh your guys' uh, triple threat with um with uh Chris Slade
2: on it sure.
0: as well. So much, much love to you guys. And like I said, it was like one of my favorite matches I've seen, like live. So I was like, this is
2: this is lit. Um Thank you man, thank you man. I mean that was a that was a fun match because of how talented Chris Slade and Hyena Hex are. So anytime I gotta like wrestle them, I know I have to like step up my game and uh take it to the next level. So to say, so. I mean, it's a challenge, but I don't know. That's kind of what I thrive off of. So, you know, like man. I said, those guys is always a blast. And luckily, hey, your boy got the dub. So, <laughs> Yo, Not that we, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: That
0: finish, that finish was wild, man. It was like one of the most wild finishes I've ever like seen. <laughs> Dude,
2: yeah, tell me about it. I, I didn't even. I don't know how I got to where I, I ended up, so I'm just thankful I, I I'm just thankful I landed on somebody. <laughs> so one of my
0: one speaking of that match and like all the crazy bumps that you guys did, like what has been one of the what's been your worst bump you've ever taken?
2: <laughs> uh uh I I haven't really taken like too many bad bumps. I mean, I've gotten like rocked a couple times where it was like I got drilled, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna feel that." But uh, uh, I mean, bump wise, more so, it's me that messes up the bump. Like I'll land on my shoulder or something, or maybe like I'll I'll throw my neck back or something. And so I, I don't really have too many bad bumps. Uh. Yeah, nothing, nothing super serious yet, so I've been uh, fortunate. I mean, I get tossed around a lot. Uh, I mean, I wrestled Mr. Grimm uh, probably over a handful of times, so he has uh, thrown me from one side of the ring literally to the other side of the ring, and that did not feel good, but uh, maybe that was the worst problem. Yeah, yeah, I thought he, he crushed my chest, so I'll, I'll say that on a beel toss. <laughs> that was the worst bump.
0: <laughs> so, also another question, like you said that you've been a rocked a couple times. So I'm just curious now, like, what's the hardest you've ever been hit? Uh,
2: in the face or just in general? Just in, in let's go both. <laughs> Why not? Uh, well, it's two different answers. <laughs> uh. Uh, hardest I've been hit in the face was down in Florida uh, I was wrestling Snoop Strikes, who is uh, is phenomenal and no way am I saying that he's like a dangerous worker or anything. That guy is great. Uh, he actually was signed to MLW. I don't know if he's still there or not, but, uh, he's amazing, but he, I don't know. I think it was an open hand too. He hit me so hard in the nose It busted my nose open and, uh, It was within, like, the first minute and a half of the match, and we were uh, doing a bunch of lucha stuff, so that experience was rough, but uh, I think the hardest I've ever been hit was by uh, Killian McMurphy with a clothesline, and, uh, yeah, that that literally made me backflip, but, like, I didn't complete it. I landed on my neck. Oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was rough. It was rough.
0: (laughs) All right, so I'll let JJ ask you a couple questions.
1: <laughs> All righty. I guess it's my turn. So um, my first question would be for you is, what was, you always you always talk about, oh, what's your best match? So I want to ask you, what, what you, in your opinion, is the worst match you've ever been a part
2: of? Uh, easy. Uh, Me and Tim Taylor, who was, was my tag team partner, But also like one of the guys I wrestle the most and like who I've trained with the most, and that's who actually who I started like traveling with. Uh, We had a match at H2O, which is Matt Tremont's promotion, and uh, Matt Tremont actually saw us at a different show that was being run in his building, and he pulled me and Tim in the back and was like, "That was one of the best matches I've ever seen. I want you guys to do that same thing on my show." And we were, like, it was, like, so cool, man. It was, like, one of the coolest things that's ever happened in wrestling. Like, Tremont came up, grabbed us, and was, like, I want you guys on my show. And so we get there, and I botched, like, I don't even know, like, two or three spots, and it just threw me out of my game. And it just seemed like whatever chemistry we did have, like, was not there that night. And that was my worst match that I've had against one of of the best people that I've wrestled against and one of the people that i made the best. Uh,
1: My next question for you will be, uh, what would be the best advice for up-and-coming wrestlers that you'd give for up-and-coming wrestlers, yeah?
2: Uh, The best advice (laughs) that I could give is, uh, I would say, To be open uh, to anything, like to criticism and stuff like that, because, uh, hold on, no, never mind. Erase that, rewind. I would say to upcoming wrestlers, always stay true to your vision, okay? Not everybody's going to see your vision, but, I mean, that's because, like, people only have limited perspective uh, limited perspective of things and if <laughs> and if you let people dictate what they think your vision should be you're never going to be fully committed to it and the really the only way to get over I feel like in wrestling is for you to be fully committed to whatever vision whatever your vision is and whatever you see yourself as so that would be my advice is to always stay true to your vision and don't let anybody t- discourage, discourage you from it. I mean, but also be open to criticism.
1: All right. So I'm going to segue to my next question. Let's say we had a time machine and we fast forward five years. Where do you see yourself in five years?
2: Hopefully in Japan. Maybe just chilling with, like, like cute little Asian girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where I see myself.
1: Thanks. All right, and my last question for you, it's, it's not a wrestling question, but um, what is your favorite video game franchise?
2: Uh, man, that's, that's a tough one. 'Cause uh I really grew up like I, I, maybe FIFA. Maybe FIFA or the NHL video games franchise. But I was always like a big uh sports sports game player growing up. I mean like uh me and Red Dog were talking about, uh, I've been into Skyrim lately, just losing my mind and all the elder scrolls, so it's
1: gotta be awesome. <laughs> Awesome.
2: yeah man i'm a i'm a i just got into it too so oh I'm learning man, yeah. everything as i go and it is it is i'm like dang. i'm so glad i didn't play this until now <laughs> yeah. it's, it's addicting i wouldn't i would i would i would have had no life man i probably wouldn't even be wrestling
0: yeah, when I used to work back at uh, at GameStop, man, we used to call those games EOSs, Eaters of Souls, because that's what it did. <laughs> it just took you in, and you yeah, just, you right. never made it.
2: Man, dude, the one night I played it for so long, and I'm, I think I was staring so hard at the screen that I threw up. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, like, I, got, I stood up. I got lightheaded. And I think I threw up. I was like, man, this game, it definitely felt like I lost a little bit of my soul.
0: When I... um yeah when i when I first started working at, at gamestop man my uh my store manager was like, Hey, I want you try this game? It has no instructions, there's no manual to it. you just have to figure it out and I was like, Okay, bet so I threw in my 360 and started playing, and it just pops up Dark Souls. I was like, I have no idea what this game is i I died like six hundred times I was like, I fucking hate this game. <laughs> I was like, I'm never playing this game again. It's the worst game of
2: all time <laughs> Yeah, I've never played Dark Souls. I heard, uh, it's very challenging, though. Yeah, it's very challenging. I can only imagine.
0: So, I have a couple more questions for you, man. What's been, like, your favorite fan interaction?
2: Uh, fan interactions. I don't know. I did something pretty cool, like, when I first started. Uh, my mom was sitting in the front row, and, like, a bunch of my family was there, and, uh, This when I was a bad guy, and uh, I was working the guy's arm, and I, like, took his arm, and I jumped over the guardrail and, like, landed in my mom's lap and hit him with a big, like, miles, man. And, like, I don't know, the whole crowd popped. It was pretty cool. (laughs) And and where's been, like, one of your
0: favorite places to wrestle?
2: Uh, I really enjoyed... uh, the trips to Florida I've taken uh, at USWA in Jacksonville, they got a really, they had a really cool uh, church that we wrestled in. That was that was like uh, way better than any firehouse I've ever been in. So uh, I, I like there a lot. I also do like though like the firehouses. I don't know. I'm just like a big fan of like the smaller indie type venues where it's like you can have like 150 to 200 people, you know, rocking. Cause it's like, they're all jammed in packed and it's fun and exciting. I don't know, man. I, uh, I just kind of enjoy it, The whole traveling aspect of it, you know, going new places and, uh, seeing new things.
0: Bad. I was, I'm just thinking about that too. You said USWA and I'm pretty sure I had a friend that used to wrestle at USWA. Oh yeah. Lance Alante. Yeah. He's a pretty good friend of mine. Um, but I was just thinking about it, like Jacksonville because I used to live in uh, St. Mary's, Georgia, which was like the first town in Georgia if you're going north of Jacksonville. Okay. So I was like, I was like, man, I definitely know that area really well, <laughs> all too well. All right, man. So we're gonna hop into it, man. It's the ten count questions. It's it's something that you can't fail. We've had lots of crazy answers, and then I have uh one more question for you right after that. So. We're going to start the the imaginary timer. Bing! You you hear it? There it goes. And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Uh, Raw. Last show you binge watched? Rick and Morty. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite color? Cold. Favorite class in Skyrim?
2: As in uh, Archer.
0: Hey. (laughs) Favorite comedian? Theo Vaughn. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a great pick. I love the fact that nobody else can do his jokes because of the way he delivers them. That's what I like. Oh, dude,
2: man. You ever, like, you ever, like, seen two babies and they, like, kick each other real hard sometimes and it's like, Man, that baby's crazy. <laughs> uh, would you rather be too hot or too cold? Too hot.
0: Favorite holiday? Halloween. Last time you laughed out loud? Uh, today. Favorite musical artist?
2: Uh, Alan Raymond. thank you
0: and last but not least, favorite curse word. Uh,
2: the F word. You can say it. There's uh, yeah, I no, I, I will not say it right now with this fine lady right now. You know, I'm doing a podcast. She interrupted a hundred times. Sorry. <laughs> No bet.
0: Um, yeah, it's like that's that's great, man. Um, so something else I want to bring up and just kind of ask and pick your brain about, man. So, you have been going viral because of a certain match, <laughs> of a gender reveal party that you were at. Yeah. Just want to pick your brain, Ben, about that about that match and how did like how did all that get set up and,
2: you know. Um, I think well, my my buddy. It's One of my good friends now, uh, Sean Carlson, he runs a Delaware promotion along with another partner of his, Sean Hardy, 1CW. And uh, basically, me, Sean Carlson, and Mr. Grimm, we would travel together on the roads. And so like we made a bunch of trips to Florida together and just kind of like, we kind of got like this brotherhood bond. And so when Sean... But his girlfriend now, and they, you know, I guess did the thing to get somebody pregnant. Uh, They were trying to figure out how they were going to do the gender reveal. And I guess somebody gave the idea to Carlson, and he brought the idea to me and Grimm. And, I mean, it just kind of, like, worked out perfectly, because I was getting new gear made that was blue. And uh, Mr. Grimm has this pink gear, so it was like, it kind of was just like the stars aligned, and everything kind of like was just set up to to be to be done I don't know it was uh I had like I don't know for me it was like really cool because like I got to do something cool for my buddy and kind of like I don't know be a part of his like special like day right uh, it was like just like it was a cool day man it was just like hanging out with my buddies and kind of like doing a little show for his friends and family and unfortunately He's having a girl, so your boy lost. But you know that's that's normally the case when a boy steps in the ring with Grim, So, but but you know I'm in the gym and I'm training, so I'm, I'm coming for him. Coming for you, Grim. I'm coming for you. I want the strap, Daddy. <laughs> but
0: we actually we're actually working with him right now to get a to get him on the show too. So it's
2: gonna be a lot of fun to have everybody on. Yeah, it's but, a good dude, man. He's helped me out so much. I can't, uh, like, I don't know how I'm gonna pay that guy back, but some someday I'll figure out a way to.
0: No, you're right, man. He's such a he's such an amazing dude. I know Chaz and I we met him um, at Sicken's place, and he ran a training session, and we were just like, just in awe, man. We were like, dude, this is somebody we want to just like be around because he just he does. He has so much positive energy that you can't help but want to be around someone like that. I like so.
2: And he, like generally, like wants the the best out of people, you know, like so that 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 was like reassuring to me. It's like he wanted what was best for me, and like just wanted me the best out of me. So, very good dude.
0: Yeah, I love I, I lo- like I was um like Chaz and I we we just sat next to him. We just picked his brain for a little while, man, and just he was more than happy to share with us like the knowledge he had. So we were definitely like this is this is this is great. So you're right, man, you know. Grim, when we get you on the show, man, we just want to let you know we appreciate everything you do for us. <laughs> yeah, Miles Millennium is coming for that strap, Big boy. <laughs> coming for you. Well, I feel like this is a great spot to kind of like wrap things up, man. So for the Red Dog Clifford Miller, for the JJ, the Napster, this is now entering featuring Miles Millennium. Hey. So, tune into our next episode. So you know the deal. Be there. Or be somewhere else.
2: Yeah, we're to bang your mom. <laughs> hey guys, it's the icon Chaz Evans here with the
1: three count. Um if you like this clip that you just seen, make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms. There's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, uh Facebook it, Photo Bucket, all that. And talk about it. Talk about what you seen. Talk about what you heard. And if you like us a lot, a lot, how about you go check out check us
2: out on all your streaming platforms and make sure to listen to three count icon out